Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day y'all are in. I appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, thank you so much. I'm very grateful and humbled by it. We're going to take one of our little walks have birds all over the place. Wife is out walking as well, so you may hear her from time to time. And here comes one of the mama hens with the chickies. So, at any rate, uh, I think that's about it. At some point, well, that's good. So, I have a little bit of house cleaning. From yesterday, the episode that we did on Roe v. Wade, and that is the chickens in the background. They're very noisy today. I wanted to read a quote because I feel like so many people are, I don't know, trying to, well, any rate, this is a quote from Winston Churchill. I've read it a number of times or heard it a number of times. The chickens, the chickens are going to eat it. I'll be entertained by that or not. We have two male cats and they have to be fed in different places. And so... But if we leave the food out when the birds are out, then the birds eat the cat food. Kind of defeats the point. And my youngest, though, was very concerned about why I was taking the food away from one of the cats. <sighs> Gotta love it. Crazy life. All right, so this quote by Churchill. In war, resolution. In defeat, defiance. In victory, magnet, <laughs> magnanimity. Struggle with that one. In peace. Goodwill. So, folks, we're, we're not at the in victory part yet, because that's talking about victory in a war. And that Roe v. Wade win was absolutely for sure a battle. Uh, and I just wanted to throw that out. I had meant to read that yesterday, and I didn't. All right, so today we are going to, we're going to move on here, if I can find, and I guess this kind of ties in to yesterday a little bit. You know, so often today we hear about entitlements, whether it's explicitly or implicitly. What's owed me? You know, what's, what's mine? I'm going to give mine. I need mine. It's a very self-centered ideology, if you want to call it that. It's a societal problem, and it's far different than the overwhelming opinion during the great times in our country's history. The sentiment, one of the things that has made America so great is that we have been very concerned about others. 
Because why? Again, because we're based on the teachings of Christ. And the second greatest commandment that Christ gave us was love your neighbor as yourself. He, he didn't say love yourself as yourself. Right? So I wanted to go back and read just a few quotes today from a few different people and kind of counter this, this selfish entitlement, what's in it for me mentality that we see so often today. So the first one is, I'm going to pull a couple of these out of the Patriots Bible, um, one online source, another from America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotes, uh, which are both phenomenal resources. If y'all don't have those, just mention that again each day. This is out of the Patriots Bible. What can we do or what we can do for our country? And this was in honor of veterans of the Civil War. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, Jr., who had been wounded three times during the war, said in a Memorial Day address in 1884, It is now the moment when, by common consent, we pause to become conscious of our national life and to rejoice in it, to recall what our country has done for each of us, and to ask ourselves what we can do for our country in return. Huge deal, folks. Huge deal. This is why, when we have Veterans Day and Memorial Day, why we honor these people. Because they have been willing to sacrifice so much. Not just the men that go, but the fathers and mothers and wives and sisters and brothers and children that stay home behind. Because they sacrifice too. And and it's so important for us to remember all the blessings that God has bestowed upon this country. You know, you think about, just pick something in your life that, think about it for a little bit. We don't think about it that often, at least I don't, that you really appreciate. I know one thing I told my wife when I came back, I think this was the second time from Iraq. And I said, never again will I take a cold shower, ever. I, I will I will stink and go without showers. For days, I don't care, before I take a cold shower. And so, uh, as funny as it may sound, I really am grateful for God pretty frequently, almost on a daily basis, for a water heater that works. Uh, because I really, I really would still go without a shower. Uh, because I took cold showers, and, and I have no desire to. Uh, so, just whatever it is that you... Things like that, little things. And I and I always say this because often when when my wife and I when we talk about this, you know, there's there's two sides to this coin. We do need to be grateful, and I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on that today. You know, we need to to thank God for all these blessings that we have in this country and in our personal lives, hundred percent. But just as much. We have to be good stewards and use the abilities in particular that he has given us. You know, this this comment by Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes to ask ourselves what we can do for our country in return. It's not enough just to be thankful, folks. If you have been given 
speed or strength or intellect or looks or money or land or whatever it is that you've been given, that you've been blessed with, folks, because, yeah, we can improve those things through hard work. There's absolutely no doubt. But we still have to have the intrinsic abilities given by God. And we have to use those not just for ourselves, but to love our neighbor as ourselves, to care for others that have less than we do. We have a responsibility to do that. Peter Marshall, chaplain of the U.S. Senate from 1947 to 1949, so right after World War II, issued a call for Americans to honor God. The choice before us is plain, Christ or chaos, conviction or compromise, discipline or disintegration. I am rather tired of hearing about our rights and privileges as American citizens. The time has come, it is now, when we ought to hear about the duties and responsibilities of our citizenship. America's future depends upon her accepting and demonstrating God's government. I mean, that, that I probably ought to read this quote at least once a week, if not every other day on this podcast, because it sums up so much. Especially that first line just speaks so clearly to where we are today in the country. We have a choice. Christ on one side, chaos on the other. Conviction to our founding principles and values on one side or compromise. You know, you always hear, we've got to compromise. We've got to negotiate. We need to appease. No, we don't at all. We have no responsibility to do any of those things. And really, we have no right, folks, because when we do those things, we hurt the poor and the needy, the widow and the orphan, and future generations, when we compromise with evil, with chaos, when we negotiate, when we try and appease, like we've talked about some from this Churchill biography that, that the British did in the mid-30s with Hitler, it never works out, folks. You can't negotiate with evil. You can't meet in the middle with the devil, right? Or the last one here from Peter Marshall, discipline. Or disintegration. If you don't have discipline, folks, I keep hearing this word in a number of different places over and over and over again. Discipline, discipline, discipline. I've heard from different people, discipline, you know, that's getting up and doing what you know you're supposed to do even when you don't want to. When you would rather just lay in bed and do nothing. Right, We need discipline. We've got to have the discipline to do what we're supposed to do, to follow these founding principles and teachings are based on the teachings of Christ. Definitely going to have to come back and read this quote again. And then, of course, I would be remiss if I did not read a little excerpt from JFK's inaugural address from January the 20th, 1961. In the long history of the world, Only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, 
Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. Finally, whether you are citizens of America or citizens of the world, ask of us here the same high standards of strength and sacrifice which we ask of you. With a good conscience, our only sure reward, with history the final judge of our deeds, let us go forth to lead the land we love, asking his blessing and his help, but knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. Again, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Our country's in pretty dire straits right now, folks, if you haven't figured it out. Um, we have a divide, like Chaplain Marshall was talking about, in the country. It is an ideological divide, and it is between people who cling to our founding faith and principles and people who reject them. It's between Christ on one side and chaos on the other. It's between discipline on one side and disintegration on the other. It's between conviction and compromise. We've been compromising for quite a long time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have tried negotiation. We have tried appeasement to no end. And I saw somebody talking about that recently. We've tried to appease the woke mob really for decades now, folks. And all it has done, you think about this, go back to the Roe v. Wade decision real quick. Finally, we had enough people wake up in the country that they saw that there was no justice or basis justification for the Roe v. Wade decision in the first place ever. Imagine if people had stood up and recognized that 40 years ago, 50 years ago. There would be 63 million plus American citizens alive today that are not. That is a horrific butcher's bill. And one that I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to pay the price for at some point down the road still. We have duties and responsibilities to our country. And the fascinating thing, JFK, I read all the way to the ending there because who does he talk about? He talks about God. We have, we need his blessing and his help. And we have to acknowledge that again and again, you see these presidents, these great leaders, whether in business or education or politics, telling us throughout our history that we have to acknowledge God. There's another little blip since I have time. from JFK's inaugural address. And it's really just, well, I'll read the, the first couple paragraphs, parts of them. 
For I have sworn before you, an almighty God, the same solemn oath our forebears prescribed nearly a century and three quarters ago. The world is very nif- different now. <clears throat> For man holds in his mortal hands the power to abolish all forms of human poverty and all forms of human life. And yet the same revolutionary beliefs for which our forebearers fought are still at issue around the globe. The belief that the rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. Let every nation know, whether it wishes us well or ill, that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Just time and time again, folks, our history, our heritage points back to God. Uh, we have responsibilities. We have duties. Uh, and we haven't been doing a very good job living up to them. And we need to work on that pretty rapidly, folks, before the darkness completely closes in. And I'll leave you alone for today. A short one, which is only fitting considering how long I went over the other day. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me here. Give me a little bit of your time. Hope y'all are getting something out of each day. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Y'all remember that Patrick Henry quote, sphere, right? Your sphere of influence. Whatever it is that you do, folks, whatever it is that you do, uh, doctor, lawyer, teacher, custodian, bus driver, plumber, electrician, stay-at-home mom, no kids, one kid, five kids, author, whatever it is that you do, you have a sphere of influence. Pastor, probably ought to add that one a little bit more frequently. We need to make sure that we use it well. We'll talk to you all again real soon.